Hello everybody, welcome back to Witch Fix. Today we're going to be looking at Outlander. Just to ease any confusion, this is about the novel, uh, well I will be talking about the TV show a little bit, uh, by um, Diana Gabaldon. It is the first in the Outlander series of, of novels, which I think is currently up to like nine, with nine being still in progress. I have only read the first three, I think, and uh, we'll come around to that in a minute. But I thought it was time to include these on the podcast because... I mean, they're super interesting, and I think if you're interested in uh, historical fiction that contains elements of witchcraft, then these are going to really kind of scratch that itch for you, so we'll get into it now. So the general premise of Outlander, the, the first novel, and Outlander as a series as a whole, is that a lady named Claire, who is a battlefield nurse uh, in the war, that is, the Second World War, uh, meets up with her husband, Roger, who she's been estranged from for a while because obviously there was a war on and they were off doing drastically different things. They go to have a second honeymoon in Scotland, which is where Roger's family originates from, uh, and while they're there, they're sort of tentatively trying to get to know each other again, and then accidentally, Claire walks through a magic circle of stones and is transported back in time. She goes from 1946 to 1743 and doesn't have a very good time. <laughs> uh, so she she lands there, she's initially incredibly confused, as she would be, and inappropriately dressed. But she happens upon a band of Highlanders who are fighting the English for control over Scotland. I don't know a huge amount about the history, and to be honest, there, there was a lot of it in the novels, so I'm just trying to like get the basics down for you. But they assume that she is some sort of British spy, and they take her back to their castle, uh, where she ingratiates herself as a healer, because obviously she's been a battlefield nurse, she knows a lot about, you know, caring for people's injuries, wounds and sicknesses, without having the full gamut of modern medicine at her disposal. So she's, she's good in a crisis, is Claire, which is good, because she's got a lot of them coming. Uh, when they've kind of gotten over their suspicions of her being an English spy, even though obviously she can't tell them the truth about where she's from, uh, they decide that they don't want her to be taken away by the English who have shown an interest in, in getting her back for them, thinking that she's been, I guess, captured by the Scots. Uh, chiefly, a guy who is a relation in the far distant past to her current husband, Roger, who is a dick. So, in order to prevent her being taken away, they marry her off to a random handy-dandy Scotsman called Jamie, who is from, like, a slightly different clan, but connected to theirs, and they kind of want him saddled with her for various political reasons. So they have to get married, as you do. Uh, and thus begins one of the greatest love stories of all time, which is interrupted by a lot of time travel and war. Now, in the space of the first couple of books that I have read, because they are quite lengthy novels, each one is pushing about 600 pages, and I'm starting to think that maybe she got paid by the word, but they are very long, but there is obviously a lot of history packed into them. But Claire and Jamie get together, they move to France for a bit, and there's a, a bit of a book that happens in France, and then they come back, and then Claire has to try and travel back to her own time, because Culloden is about to happen, which is like a huge giant fuck-off battle in, in which a lot of Scottish people are going to get slaughtered, and it's going to be really bad, and Jamie's probably going to die, so he, he basically forces her to go back to her present um, in order to escape that, and then she comes back to, to look for him later. So there's a lot of, like, romance, there's a lot of sex, and there's a lot of kind of that Mills and Boone kind of stuff floating around. 
it is written really well uh, and there's obviously a lot of history and research that's gone into the books and a lot of the history passed me by because I'm terrible with names, dates and places, but it, it all feels very authentic and, and kind of cool. So I pro you're probably asking yourself, where does the witches come in? Well, in book one, Claire is accused of being a witch and is locked up for a while with a woman whose name I'm going to butcher in my attempts at pronunciation, but which I think is pronounced Gaelis. And she is a woman who is in the vicinity who becomes Claire's friend. And Gaelis knows a lot about uh, herbal healing, just as Claire does, and they kind of bond over that. But there is also something a little bit odd about Gaelis, and she keeps asking, like, these weird questions to Claire about like where she's from and there's kind of a suspicion that maybe Gellis also has secrets and maybe also knows a little bit about that Claire isn't from this time period at all. In the first book you do have a lot of that witchy content because you've got like the herbal healing side which I always strongly associate with witchcraft practices, wise womancraft, all that stuff and then you've got the actual witch trial against Claire You've got the strange ritual which Gellis gets her to be um, kind of party to, which is essentially an attempt at using various medicinal compounds as a sort of truth serum to try and get Claire to reveal where she's from and, and what she's about. Um, then you've got the eventual like executions that, that follow the witch trials. And obviously, the magical mystery of the time-travelling stones themselves is, is pretty damn unmagical. There's also, like, a sacred spring that if you drink the water from it and then try and lie, it's meant to kill you. And various tales about, like, fairy folks stealing babies left on the hillside and superstitions and things like that. So, a lot of that is packed in. They also talk about Samhain and the solstices and things, because that, like, affects the stones and time travel and all that stuff and there is a modern day i say modern day like 1940s a uh, sort of pagan group that celebrates these uh, festivals up at the standing stones which is how claire comes to learn about them now obviously i haven't read the complete book series but in the books that i have read the presence of that like witchcraft and uh, kind of magical healing remains strong. For example, when Claire moves to France with Jamie, um, they become part of the French court and people start referring to her as like the white lady, as uh, a witch. They think that she has these like supernatural powers uh, and she becomes friends with an apothecary who like talks to her about like magic and witchcraft and all that stuff. Then in a later book, they travel to um, kind of like the Caribbean, I guess, and like newly settled America. And they encounter a woman who is up in witchcraft and voodoo to her eyeballs and doing a lot of kind of rituals and sacrifices and things like that. Try not to give too much away because, you know, spoilers. Uh, but yeah, that, that stuff's all in the books that I've read. So it seems like the elements of like witchcraft and magic are going to be woven through the rest of the series as well. Now, obviously, this was adapted into a TV show for stars, uh, which my mum watches. I haven't seen that much of it because I didn't want spoilers for the books as I read them. But I've seen a couple of episodes here and there, and it does seem like they follow the books pretty darn closely. Obviously, they've had to cut some stuff out for time because, as I mentioned, these books are thick. Thick. So, yeah, they've removed a couple of little details, but for the most part, they are 
pretty much well adapted for the TV show. So if you don't have the time to read like a massive thick novel, go and watch the TV series because it's basically the same thing. And it, it does seem like they're good adaptations, although I will say that I feel like a lot more of the witch stuff is written about in the book because although it is including the TV series, obviously a lot of it is like internal and the experiences of characters. So that's kind of hard to translate into television. I feel like a lot of people tend to focus on the like romancy, sexy side of the, the show and the books, uh, but don't tell you how funny they are because there's definitely a lot of humour in, in them and a lot of funny little um, things that happen to the characters. Claire's situation is quite amusing to an outside observer because she's sort of stuck in this position where she knows a lot about history and a lot about what's going to happen to people but obviously they don't and to them she seems kind of mad um, and also she kind of knows things and ends up accidentally influencing the past for example when she tells Jamie about like the guerrilla warfare tactics and things that were used in the second world war and he goes on to use these against the British and when he inevitably finds out about obviously where she's been and where she's come from when she tells him stories about like aeroplanes and to him they're like these fantastical tales as if she's talking about like dragons so that's kind of interesting it's also funny to me that the kind of things that they talk about because obviously she knows a lot about like history and where things are going and he doesn't and sometimes he just is completely exasperated by some of the comments that she makes and the how little sense that he could get out of her about any given thing so that's quite funny to me and generally found myself giggling away while I was reading the books there is one giant frustrating thing which I'm gonna vent about I said that Claire had a husband called Roger obviously then she gets married in the past to Jamie she has a little bit of a wobble about this because technically that makes her a bigamist but obviously they'll exist in different time periods so I guess that's fine and no court in the world would convict her but the books and the tv show keep trying to make it like she's being forced to choose between these two men they kind of try and make it one of them love triangle things that people are so keen on and they're like oh but she has a love that she's been taken from and when she returns to her own time she'll be taken from Jamie and it's like she can never have one or the other and she's always being pulled between them which would be a very believable storyline if one of them wasn't a burly feministic kind of Scotsman guy who believes in like her right to be exactly what she wants to be and thinks there's nothing wrong with her being like a very good healer and is really proud of her for you know going to work in like a hospital in France and learning all these new techniques and things and her current husband who is and to put it nicely a kind of weaselly, unattractive misogynist who is also a racist. So, yeah, I don't like Roger. Uh, to put this in perspective, like when Claire goes back to her own time and starts learning to be a doctor because she wants to, you know, go to medical school and, and learn how to be a doctor, her husband is not happy about this, doesn't want her to go, resents all the time that she spends, you know, learning to be a fucking doctor. And then kicks off at her because she's letting her daughter hang around with black guys that she goes to college with. And this is the guy who, 
the story keeps trying to make you think he's one of a pair of romantic heroes. So you've got one guy who's like, I am willing to die for you and I support you in your knowledge and treat you as an equal, even though I am sometimes concerned for your safety. And then you've got this other guy who doesn't measure up in anything and I hate him. So that's kind of frustrating, especially when most of one book does take place like in the past. There's a lot of him in it. And you're just like, why does this guy need to be here? He's such a fucking jerk. And if Claire realised that he was such a fucking jerk and treated him as one, that would be one thing. But she just seems to not want to think of him badly at all, which is kind of perplexing and odd. So um, that was a little bit frustrating to me. I do like that, although it does fall into some of the tropes of like, historical fiction like where the woman is always being like kidnapped and people are threatening to like ravage her it does go the other way as well and here are some spoilers and i'm going to trigger one for talking about sexual assault uh for example like jamie is being kind of hounded by this guy who's obsessed with him and who is like this weird sadist uh who wants to like i guess sexually exploit jamie and this gets talked about in the first novel and it was kind of interesting to see this kind of trope being flipped so it isn't the woman who's been kidnapped and is at the evil guy's mercy it's the man and she has to come to the rescue so that was kind of interesting and kind of badass how she pulls it off and it's really probably one of my favorite moments in the books because it shows her like ingenuity and her complete unwillingness to be talked out of even like a completely suicidal plan if she's going to go rescue someone she cares about she's gonna go all in and it just shows why claire is such a great character because she's so brave and resourceful but also kind of pig-headed and stubborn which is like a good combination to have in a protagonist so overall i think if you've been avoiding these because you kind of see it as oh you know it's that romantic bodish ripper drama that my mum watches and it's not something I'm interested in, go ahead and read the books or, you know, even give a couple of episodes of the show a chance because it does have a quite a thick vein of kind of the esoteric, the witchy, um, that sort of general feel of things going through it. It's also really keenly researched, historical, very believable, quite well written, so it's got that going for it. Although the books are quite long, they don't feel long when you're reading them. It's just sort of when you're trying to dive into one that it feels a little bit intimidating. But it is it is pretty good and pretty enjoyable. And I think everyone should really give it a chance if they haven't already. Because it's just kind of fascinating to see that kind of historical take on witchcraft mixed in with that historical take on medicine. Because but those are two things that I'm just really interested in and having them both in a book is pretty much a dream come true. If you've read ahead in the series and want to let me know about anything interesting that happens in the books, tell me because I need motivation to get through the next four of them because they're, they're huge, guys. Like, I, just looking at them makes me feel intimidated. Um, so let me know. And uh, in the meantime, I'll see you in the next one.